One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Disco Elysium story has entered a new phase of drama. In November 11th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Riot Games takes an L in U.S. courts, and Google has started processing refunds for Stadia. Following up on the unfolding drama in the Disco Elysium studios, uh, um, former employees Robert Kurvitz and Alexander Rostov have accused Zaum CEO Ilmar Kompas and executive producer Tony's Havel of committing fraud. Allegedly, Compass and Havel took money out of Zaum and invested into a holding company. The holding company was then used by Compass and Havel to buy a majority stake of the Zaum studio, a day after this accusation from Kurvitz and Rostov was published. Zaum studio reached out to GamesIndustry.biz to issue a statement addressing the allegations, saying, quote, the rumor that our decision to terminate the contracts of these individuals was taken for financial gain is entirely unfounded and does not in any way reflect the facts. It was a decision that had to be taken for the well-being of the collective. Further, Zaum denies any claim of financial malfeasance or fraud that's being held against us. The vast majority of the profits from Disco Elysium have been invested back into the studio in order to fund our next projects, which are currently in development. Zaum's statement continues to go over the reason former staff were fired, which includes not working for two years while getting paid by the studio, creating a toxic work environment, verbally abusing other colleagues, and attempting to illegally sell Zaum's intellectual property. Zaum also reached out to local Estonian newspaper Estonian Express, naming Kurvitz specifically as verbally abusive to women at Zaum. At this point, it's still unclear what exactly happened at Zaum. All we have to go on at this point is finger-pointing between the former staff and Zaum's executive team. Though, if I had to go with my gut, there might be some truth to both stories. 
Back in 2017, Riot Games filed a lawsuit against Chinese game studio Moonton Technology. Moonton was sued repeatedly for copying Riot Games' flagship game League of Legends in their own mobile title, Legends Bang Bang. In 2017, a California judge dismissed the suit, ruling that the lawsuit would be better heard in China. Which brings us to Tuesday this week, where Riot Games has had their second lawsuit against Moonton dismissed for the same reason by California Judge Michael Fitzgerald. With Judge Fitzgerald writing in his brief, quote, The question is whether circumstances have truly changed from those that existed in 2017, or whether Riot simply seeks a second bite at the apple, unhappy with the progress or lack thereof, in the still ongoing parallel China litigation. The court deems the latter to be the case. The ongoing litigation in China is a similar lawsuit filed by Riot Games' parent company, Tencent, against Moonton in China. It's unclear how the Tencent lawsuit against Moonton is progressing. Overall, it's interesting to see how much litigation it takes to protect your intellectual property against theft in other countries. Google announced this week that they would start the process of refunding all of the Stadia users. With Google stating, quote, Stadia will attempt to automatically process refunds for all purchases of games, add-on content, and subscription fees other than Stadia Pro made through the Stadia Store. Google is expecting most of the refunds to be processed by Stadia's closure date of January 18, 2023. Google's own statement continues, quote, We ask for your patience as we work through each transaction and ask that you refrain from contacting customer support as they will not be able to expedite your refund during this time. In the Stadia FAQ, Google further states that these refunds will first be attempted via the original payment method. If that fails, Google will reach out through email with instructions on how to provide an alternate refund method. Since the announcement of Stadia's closure in September, many AAA studios like Ubisoft, Bungie, and CD Projekt Red have publicly stated that they are working on ways to transfer players' accounts from Stadia to other platforms. So for those few Stadia users that were really concerned with their character data, you're not only getting refunds, but also the possibility of keeping your save data once Stadia closes. All right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we check out a podcast review, but we don't have any new ones this week. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, and CastBox and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on Fridays. All right, now with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Oshida comes under fire this weekend for answering a question with deep-seated racism. Yoshida was asked by IGN if there would be a more diverse cast in Final Fantasy 16. Yoshida answered with, quote, The answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some, depending on individual expectations. Our design concept from the earliest stages of development has always heavily featured medieval Europe. Incorporating historical, cultural, political, and anthropological standards that were prevalent at the time. When deciding on a setting that was best suited for the story we wanted to tell, the story of a land beset by the blight, we felt rather than create something on a global scale, it was necessary to limit the scope to a single landmass, one geographically and culturally isolated from the rest of the world in an age without airplanes, televisions, or telephones. Which is the same tired old argument that these games are made with medieval realism at the forefront, even though black and brown people were prevalent in medieval history. This argument is also used to explain the absence of women and LGBTQIA people in fantasy RPGs like Final Fantasy. Yoshida continues, quote, In the end, we simply wanted the focus to be less on the outward appearance of our characters and more on who they are as people. People who are complex and diverse in their natures, backgrounds, beliefs, personalities, and motivations. While focusing on diverse natures and backgrounds does lead to good storytelling, not diversifying those characters physically leaves representation on the cutting room floor, which is a huge problem not only in video games, but in all media in general. Representation goes a long way to connect people to the content that they consume, and it's important for those people to find representation in that content. So this notion that Square Enix is trying to be historically accurate in their fantasy game where a kid turns into a gigantic mythical bird creature is a cop-out. So please, Square Enix, show me where in history people have turned into gigantic elemental monsters and I'll shut the f*** up. Until then, enjoy the dragging you so rightfully deserve. New York City's pay transparency law went into effect last week. And this new law is forcing any company in New York with four or more employees to list salary ranges for its job listings. This is exciting because this new law affects a couple of game studios in New York, revealing some of the pay ranges for the first time for some game studios. Like Rockstar Games, who's currently looking for a product lead and is paying between $121,000 and $142,000 a year. The highest-paying listing is at Epic Games as a senior product manager on Unreal Engine, which pays $187,000 to $242,000 a year. The lowest-paid job listing looks to be from Ubisoft as a part-time game demo organizer, which pays $15 an hour plus overtime. While seeing the pay ranges for game developers in New York City is interesting, it really doesn't inform us on pay throughout the United States with only a handful of studios in New York City. 
However, come the new year, California and Washington State's pay transparency laws come into effect, and we'll get to see thousands of game industry job listings, from big three like Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, along with Valve, Riot, Bungie, Activision, Blizzard, and many more. Hopefully, these pay transparency laws highlight pay discrepancies and lead to workers pushing back against their employers both in and out of the gaming industry. As if Activision Blizzard's CEO Bobby Kotick couldn't get any worse, he donated $50,000 to incumbent MAGA Republican Representative Mike Garcia. Now, we do talk politics sometimes here on the show, but I normally don't talk about my own politics. It's gonna leak out here. Garcia represents California's 27th district and is probably re-elected by the time this airs. Now, you're probably wondering why I give so much of a shit about a game studio CEO donating to a mega Republican. That's because Garcia and the rest of the Republican Party have devolved into anti-democratic authoritarians who are quickly trying to take rights away from women and the LGBTQIA community as well as try to upend election results if they don't swing their way. Garcia, in particular, has been an insurrectionist supporter and voted with the other 139 representatives to not certify President Biden's presidential win. When asked for comment, Activision Blizzard responded with, quote, Mr. Kodak's contributions are focused on candidates and causes primarily in support of veterans' issues and specifically veterans' employment, which let's just get this out of the way, is bullshit. There's no fucking way that Kodak is donating the maximum amount that he can to someone like Garcia, especially when Garcia has also voted against every piece of federal legislation that could actually help veterans. This also highlights why I bring up voting with your wallet, because indirectly, the money that gets thrown at Activision Blizzard through things like Call of Duty or Overwatch 2 funnels its way up to the executives at the top, and those executives like Kodak are spending that money to elect people who will give them tax breaks and lax government regulations. Nintendo held their Indie World Showcase yesterday morning, and unlike the Nintendo Direct in September, there seems to be a good mix of games and genres this time around. The first game shown off is a cooking game about an Indian family immigrating to Canada called Venba. In Venba, it looks like cooking is the way the family can reconnect with their culture, and is slated for a Spring 2023 release date. The only farm simulator in this showcase was Akka, or AKA, but I think it's Akka. Akka follows a retired fox warrior who has taken up residence on a mysterious island, where you're tasked to explore and trade with the other inhabitants. Akka has a release date of December 15th. Pepper Grinder is another one that caught my eye, and at first I thought Pepper Grinder was going to be a continuation of Shovel Knight in some way. But it's its own standalone side-scrolling platformer, with the twist of drilling your way to your goal with a giant handheld drill. Pepper Grinder is slated for sometime in 2023. Nintendo also showed off some games that were released yesterday for the Nintendo Switch. Like Once Upon a Jester, an improv theater group game where you're tasked with completing quick-time events and puzzles to improvise your performance on stage. 
A little to the left also came out yesterday, which is an organization puzzle game, though a cat can come in and screw around with your neatly placed objects. And now for the one game that actually piqued my interest, WrestleQuest. WrestleQuest was shown off briefly, but from what I can tell, it seems to be a turn-based RPG based on professional wrestling, which are two things that I enjoy and will be checking out when WrestleQuest comes out in May 2023. Overall, this 30-minute Indie World showcase wasn't bad. It was nice to see a showcase this year that actually had some variety of genres. But with that being said, I didn't cover every game shown off at Nintendo's Indie World Showcase, so if you want to check out the whole thing for yourself, a link will be provided in today's show description. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok. The account is Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review. I said it before, but I'll say it again. Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, and CastBox. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.